Hey guys, it's Corey just, uh, here to talk about some Bitcoin and what's going on. The date is February 25th, 2022. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to see, I mean, it's uh, kind of been crazy what's been going on uh, in the Bitcoin world. And then on top of that, it's been even crazier what's going on in the world in general. And um, so I think I kind of wanted to, <laughs> I was popping into some spaces, but I mean, just everybody's talking about the war in uh, Ukraine and Russia. And and I'm just, it's just uh, too depressing, you know, um, sad um, and horrible to, to see all that stuff happening. So um, yeah, uh, talk about Bitcoin. Uh, let's look at the price. Uh, I know we're not supposed to look at price, but I will, oh, well, I'm pulling up the price. Um, so go to coinbeast.com for all your one-on-one video conference needs. Uh, you can book a time with a pro and get all the uh, advice you need. And then also go to movies plus, uh, mymoviesplus.com or check it out on the, uh, on the app, in the app stores, uh, the Bitcoin FUD documentary. Um, if you've seen that uh, being thrown around or trailers for it, uh, Bitcoin FUD documentary is now live on there. Also, um, Cryptopia, uh, the it's uh, let me see, hold on, should know my stuff better. Bah, 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 bah. So, Bitcoin FUD, I'm looking at that's kind of why this late on a Friday night. Um, this is what you do whenever you're a CEO of a startup, you stay up late, burn the midnight oil. Um, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what you do whenever you're a cool kid and you stay up late on your computer. Uh, yeah, so the Bitcoin FUD documentary there is uh, up on the website, up on uh, the app now, uh, and then also Bitcoin: The End of Money as We Know It. That documentary was back in 2015, um, and then the follow-up to that by the same filmmaker. It's called Cryptopia beware uh i know it says crypto crypto in it um and also says blockchains in the title it's cryptopia bitcoin blockchains in the future excuse me of internet money or in the future of the internet um it's a pretty good one too um but yeah i uh we're working on getting even more bitcoin stuff up there but yeah check those out because uh you can see them other places i believe some of them um and if you can you probably have to sit through a bunch of boring ads uh so if you want to watch it ad free and you haven't signed up for big uh, movies plus yet then you can get a 30-day free trial uh you don't need a code you don't need nothing just uh yeah go and check it out um and yeah it'll be helpful because uh, that's why I'm up late uh working on making that engine go um because uh yeah i mean we're growing um but uh, not growing as fast as we want this is either a good or bad idea to sit here as like you know running a startup and like basically doing a audio diary of the ins and outs of what's going on and what it's like to uh to build a company i don't know maybe this is a bad idea because then people can you know, judge by what I'm saying and compete against us. Uh, although I don't think anybody's too worried about us at the moment. Um, the only people worried about us are the ones that are against freedom of speech because they absolutely hate freedom of speech and they do not want us to be able to support that. So I guess uh, if you're pro freedom of speech, you should sign up for movies plus that's my sales pitch. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, 
if uh, it's kind of this weird dynamic, like where if you're, I was telling a, a, one of my new neighbors, I said, I, I like some days wish and like dream of going back to the world where like I just had a job and a boss um, because uh, it's just the weirdest thing. Like, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you're a, you run your own company. You can take off whenever you want. You don't have to you know wait for the boss to tell you it's time to leave or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess in theory that's true, but um, that also is crazy. Like, because you're just never off, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, <laughs> like, where does the money come from? You know what I mean? Like, that's a, like I'm always saying, like, uh, you know, whenever I'm getting pulled away to do other things and everything, I'm like, where do you, where does the money come from? Like, where, like, I've got, I've got to get the engine running. Um, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not big enough yet to where I can, you know, like hire somebody to full-time just, uh, make this thing run. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you guys don't want to hear me complain about being a, uh, being a moderately successful, um, uh, startup engine runner. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even call it moderately successful. We are growing, but man, we got to kick it up a notch. Um, I have a couple ads running, and uh, tar- targeting ads on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and YouTube this weekend. See how those go. They went really well at Christmas time. We ran a Christmas special, but that was kind of shooting fish in a barrel because it was like I literally targeted the women that like to watch Lifetime Christmas and Hallmark Christmas movies. Like I could actually specifically segment that out. Um, and uh, basically it was like targeting people like my wife that would be like, Hey, you want to watch this for, you know, all the Christmas movies you want for 30 days or free uh, for the whole month of December. Um, so yeah, we'll see how this goes. And then, um, yeah, we'll start throwing some other ads out there, but uh, yeah. So I wanted to say, Oh, the Bitcoin price is currently 39,200. Um, and, I had, I'll probably mention this again, like when we talked to, when I talked to Luke and we do an episode, but, um, we, uh, we finally, we sold our other house. So just the quick backstory, if you don't know, we had to, um, buy the house we moved to right away because they wanted out and they wanted a quick close. And we actually didn't have our house on the market until one month after we closed on the new house. So we had moved in and everything and basically just took everything out of the other house. Um, It was empty. And, you know, it was nice from that perspective to be able to give people just like a blank canvas to walk in and go, okay, Hey, let me, you know, this is what, this is what we want to do here. This is where I want to put the dining room table. This is where I want to put my China closet. Um, and uh and so we were yeah but we do it you know a month later and um so because of that we didn't get to do a contingency sale where like we were going to buy our new house contingent on selling our old one and then use the cash that we got out of the old house as part of the down payment on the new one yada yada so um Unfortunately, I think I mentioned this to you guys before, but I had to sell Bitcoin, um, not all of it, just some of it, but um, I had to sell Bitcoin to do the down payment on our new house. Um, and uh, I thought honestly was like terrified because 
I made the when I'm I knew I was gonna have to do it, so I just told myself, you know, you dollar cost average in and out um, whenever you get on zero fiat. So uh, so I was dollar cost averaging in every chance I could get, and here I was, I had to pull it out. So I decided I was gonna wait until they told me they needed the money in the bank account like the next day. Uh, and I said, whenever it is that that happens, whenever the bankers come and say that needs to happen, that is when I will sell that way. I'm not taking, I'm not letting anything, um, you know, letting, think, letting my bias sway me or think that I'm going to miss a swing in the price. Um, so I thought, you know, like everybody did at the end of November that, Bitcoin was just going to rip right to like 100K. So I'm sitting there like sweating my balls off like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Like we're going to have to sell this Bitcoin so that we can move into this house, which is the right move for us to do. It's the right thing for the family, yada, yada. And we so it, um, as I sell at 57,000 or 56,700, that was the price. Um, and then like, within weeks, you know, I forget, I don't have charts in front of me. I don't do charts. So forgive me, plebs. Uh, I don't look at that crap. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, within a couple weeks, the price dipped down to like the mid forties. Um, and then, uh, and then it obviously dipped even lower. Um, so then at one point in January, it was at like 33 K and I'm sitting there like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Like I might make, the accidental trade of a lifetime. And by the way, this is not me giving financial advice. Uh, that's obvious, but this is not me even recommending trading because I, I couldn't have actually done this trade properly. I couldn't have predicted this. Nobody was predicting it was going to go in this direction. And you honestly shouldn't trade. Like if you have a little bit of money, if you have enough where you can sit there and, and you have enough to a little bit to play with, then I guess, you know, go ahead and have fun. Um, but uh, it's essentially like going to a casino. So I don't recommend that. Um, and I'm not advocating for trading at all. I'm just saying I, by the, the good graces of the, the Lord above, or, you know, just pure dumb luck on my part. Um, yeah, it was at 33 K in January. And I'm like, well, there's no way. And this is definitely the bottom and it's going to rip right back up and it's going to go past 56,000. And, you know, I'm going to end up having to take the equity from the old house and, and buy, uh, buy back later. And the other thing too is, is that, um, I mean, we tried with the new house to do as small of a down payment as possible because the, the debt, the ability to take debt on is just so, um, cheap at the moment. Um, so I had, uh, so I wanted to take as little as possible and, um, and, but I still had to sell. I mean, we, we upgraded, um, you know, like we're in our forever home and, and, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, so I'm not sitting here saying like, I'm, I, I'm not in a mansion, so don't worry about that. I'm not bragging. I'm just trying to explain, um, you know, so we upgraded. So the equity we were getting out of the old house, which was like our starter home, small little house, you know, that we were crammed and packed to the gills. And uh, we um, we weren't getting near what we had to sell to put down on this new house. And, um, and uh, yeah, it just, I ended up, whenever the, everything cleared, uh, it, it was sitting in the bank account 
and ready. I, I was then transferred over to an exchange to buy Bitcoin. Like what night was that? Wednesday night. Um, yeah. And that was whenever like all the war stuff was happening and the play, uh, the price of Bitcoin. And this sounds terrible because I'm not trying to t- make light of, you know, the situation, like the war causing prices to go down because there's much bigger things at uh, stake. I'm just laying out the timeline. Um, yeah. I just, and I, I think I picked it off. I think I picked off the price at like 34. Uh, I have actually, uh, it was 34,700. Um, so uh, we essentially um, got back more. It's hard to explain. I was trying to even explain it to my wife. She was like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, we got, uh, the equivalent, um, Bitcoin back. Uh, but we, I mean, if, if the equity in our house was equal to the, the amount that we cashed out prior, oh my God, it would have been a huge, huge, uh, huge win. Um, but, uh, ultimately, you know, yeah, I was just happy. And by the way, so I had this, we had this crazy thing and this is the thing that if this didn't make me go crazy. I'll never go crazy in my entire life. But um, uh, I, uh, <laughs> we were driving to the closing. We were actually supposed to close. We closed the Tuesday, the 22nd. Uh, we were supposed to close on the 18th. And the price of Bitcoin was around 41, 2, 3, something like that. Um, and so I would have got a worse deal. And we were on our way to the closing. And in uh, the the realtor calls and says that the the closing got delayed and I thought I was going to lose my mind. Um, and okay. I'll tell this little story here. So the reason it got delayed was because um, I moved everything out of the old house and I left um, this sectional in the garage that we had in the basement, but I was like, I'll put it in the garage. And you know, if somebody like when they look at the house, they say, we want to get rid of that. Then, you know, I'll just drag it to the curb. The old place we lived at, they would take any garbage. So um, drag it to the curb, throw it away. Uh, and they um, they saw it on the walkthrough before closing and said that they wanted it out of there um, or they wouldn't close. And I was like ready to flip my lid. I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like we're on the way to the closing. This closing has to happen. We need this. And I'm also sweating bullets sitting there thinking like the price of Bitcoin, this is $41,000. Like this is going to be the biggest trade of my life. Like, and this is why, this is also why I don't ever want to trade or have to look at the price. Like this last couple months have been rough for many reasons, but one of the stresses has been, I actually was quasi paying attention to the price. Um, because I didn't want to get screwed on my the Bitcoin that I had to put out to to put uh, on the new house. So, anyways, um, so yeah, this this person that was buying the house um, basically said, "I said, well, you could take the I told to tell them you can take the stuff to the trash and just walk it down the driveway." They didn't like that idea. They said they wanted it to be removed by me um, and have it removed from the premises. So I was going to call like 1-800-GOT-JUNK or whatever. And then I was like, you know what? This is stupid. Um, I'm, I just told my brother, I said, meet me there. I'm getting a U-Haul and let's just throw this stuff in the back of a U- small U-Haul and, uh, and get, 
get it out of there. Well, um, it didn't all fit in the U-Haul, first of all. Uh, so I had to take, I mean, it was just, I, t- I got the, I was stupid. I got the smallest U-Haul um, you could ever get. And uh, this big sectional and junk did not fit in it. So I had to take two trips. Now, the second trip of which I go down at like night. So I get back. I literally get back to our new house at like, it was like 1145 at night, pitch black. I have this sectional that, uh, you know, now that we're out in the country, um, I uh, can burn the couch. (laughs) I just burn it like I'm a college student or something celebrating a big uh, football victory or something. But um, I, uh, sorry taking a drink of uh north country brewing they are not a um sponsor they're just a local brew um to the western pennsylvania area but uh, had to take a sip of that anyways um so i literally i was like i'm gonna drag them around to the one side of the house put them underneath the deck and then you know just take them out to the burn pile uh next weekend and burn them well uh the easiest way for me to drag them was through the, around the house, through the front yard. And I must've looked like a psychopath to my neighbors. And I like, honestly, I mean, I have like no neighbors out here, but they're all very far away. So that's kind of problematic in the situation. Cause they couldn't see what I was doing. Um, and I'm sitting there like dragging these sectional pieces <laughs> through the grass. Uh, and I don't know my front yard, new front yard well enough yet. And it's pitch black. So I have the flashlight on my phone. Now picture me like flashlight on my phone in one hand, holding onto the section with the other hand and dragging and dragging it literally. And I realized halfway through, I was like, it looks like I'm dragging a body through the grass, like a psychopath at like midnight. And, um, you know, so in mind you, the, like the neighbor that can see us is, you know, I mean, acres, acres away. So if they're like looking out their window, like what the hell's going on out there? Be like, oh my God, we got a serial killer that moved in next door. What the hell? Cheryl, get the shotgun. And they, uh, (laughs) and so I was just, all these things are going through my head. I'm like sweating, even though it's freezing out, trying to get that down there. Anyways, got everything down. Um, And uh, nobody called the cops on me because that's what I was waiting for. was like police to show up and think uh, I have to look through my sectional to make sure I wasn't actually carrying a sectional and nothing nefarious. So anyways, um, taking, taking a sip reminds me of, I had this professor. um, I'll I'll reenact it here for you. I had this professor in college um, that uh, he, he would always take, uh, a sip he had like one of those big mugs um like one of those big thermos type mugs that you could get it like you would buy it for like five bucks but then and he bragged about this and then you could go into the gas station and fill it up for 99 cents every time you know and i was like i just was like holy crap that's like diabetes in a jar you know like it's just this huge thing like if you ever watched uh, parks and recreation it's kind of like the ponch burger like huge cup um and uh i was like yeah okay you got your diabetes in a jar um and he'd drink it all the time but he'd sit there and when he'd take a sip during class he'd go like ah, vodka and I thought he was joking. You know, I was like, Oh, that's a funny joke. It's vodka. Um, until the one time it was a actually com- 
computer science class or something like that. Um, until one time he actually came over to my computer to help me with something. Um, and it indeed was vodka. He, he reeked of it. He, he smelled like pure vodka. Um, and then, uh, you know, as I found out through the years in college, it wasn't too rare. I, I went one year to uh, a call us this college called St. Vincent college. Uh, it's a D three. We had a good D three hockey team there um, that we actually went to the nationals and, to the nationals really bragging here um but we uh you know that's why i went there for the uh my first year and then uh just uh, decided to move on after that um but uh we had a prof- we had a priest so mind you it's a catholic school we had priests that would teach some different classes um and it was the day after saint patrick's day and uh, the one priest he actually passed out in front of the class um the priests there would go a little hard with the uh, drinking because the Rolling Rock, if you're familiar with that beer, Rolling Rock, actually, their brewery was right down the street um, and they would give free beer to the uh, to the priests all the time. So, uh, yeah, it was a, <laughs> that's at least two professors I had in college uh, with alcohol related incidents. I um, never had that problem. I never drank during class and I'm sticking to that uh, because my dad probably is listening to this. So, Hey dad, how are you? Um, my sister probably is too. Uh, so any family members, or if this is like in 30 years in the future and my children are listening to it or grandkids, um, I was always a good person. I always played by the rules and listened to everything I was told to do. Um, and uh, that's, that's how I grew up. So anyways, um, I'm rambling. Uh, so yeah, so with Bitcoin, I ended up crushing it with that uh, trade, the, the biggest accidental trade of my life. And don't ever recommend doing it. It was absolute hell, um, sweating the, the price. Um and I think that's something we all learn here as the price pulls back, you know, you could get a little cocky and run with, you know, trying to get a leveraged position or something. And, you know, Matt O'Dell says it best, stay humble and stack sats. Just stay humble. Just your extra money, put it away in your savings account, which your savings account is Bitcoin. And that's, uh, that's what I recommend everybody do. So I had this thought, um, that, uh, you know, also since I've really done a podcast, um, that we had Valentine's day and like, what a absolute scam that thing is like, what a fiat scam, absolute scam that is. Um, sorry, ladies, any, uh, in the demographic, I don't know what the demographic breakdown is. I probably should look into that, but, um, you know, it's, there's a few ladies who probably listen, uh, and I'm sorry to say, but it is a scam. Um, but, and my wife agrees with me and she has been telling me for over a decade that she does not care about Valentine's day and I'm not falling for it. (laughs) I mean, I know she doesn't care. I really do know that. And, um, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, I've, I, no, I can't do it. I mean, I just, I'm not walking into that trap because she truly doesn't care about it. And so that kind of means I don't have to go above and beyond, but I got to do something. Um, and I want to do something cause I love her and I want to show her that I love her, but I'm kind of like, you know, 
I mean, I get her flowers all throughout the year. Um, so I'm not trying to brag again and say like, Oh, Mr. Perfect. Cause I'm definitely not. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I get them throughout the year, uh, when they're on sale, of course, uh, no, not just on sale. I get them, uh, whenever, but, uh, yeah, I, I just hate, like, I, I, you know, you see the price of them, they get jacked up through the roof and, whatever you just bite the bullet and um i think bill burr said this he was like why does the financial burden fall on the male you know i mean she does you know get me a little like you know gifts or whatever but it's like think back to like the dating days and it's like you go out to like you know dinner and even like if you're in high school and it's like oh yeah like it's just known that the man is gonna pay for all that crap and then it just makes me think for years down the road because i have sons and i'm like who Whose dinners, whose presents and flowers am I going to be buying in the future? Uh, because this burden will still be on the men. Um, because uh, <laughs> we're all for women's equality, except for when it oh God, Jesus, that's going to get me. That's going to get me blown to smithereens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're all for women's women's rights all the way. We want equality, blah blah blah. And then whenever Valentine's Day rolls around, it's like, well, oh, yeah, I guess it's on me. Um, I'm kidding women sort of, but not really. Um, uh, and I'm not really kidding because honestly, women should be treated to, uh, to those things because of the stuff that they deal with and the fact that they put up with us bums. Um, and like people like me who I outkicked my coverage, um, you know, so I just, uh, you know, I've, when I got the, the engagement ring, when it came in, I like literally, I, initially when i ordered it i was like oh I'll come up with all these ideas all these plans and i ended up just uh um uh, i got the they said it came in i drove straight to the place picked it up and drove straight to her house and proposed um and i joke and say it was because i i just wanted to make sure i could get her to say yes before she realized what what a what a schmuck i was um so Anyways, uh, yeah, so Valentine's Day, I, I recommend if you're going to do Valentine's Day, that however much you spend on her, you take that equivalent dollar amount and buy her some Bitcoin. Um, and if you eventually get to the point or if you're lucky enough to have a fellow uh, soulmate who is orange pilled, uh, whether him or her, uh, and maybe you, you slip a, a hardware wallet with some Bitcoin loaded into it uh, on into their Valentine's card. That would be, uh, that would be fantastic uh, idea for a product idea is to sell a fake flower that has a hardware wallet in it, like an open dime or something like that. That is a good idea for the, the perfect gift for all the women in crypto or Bitcoin, Jesus Christ, I just said crypto, um, for all the women in Bitcoin, <laughs> which, uh, you know, uh, hey, shout out to Susie, uh, Susie BDDS, uh, the Susie, the dentist, the meme maker um, uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you're listening, uh, you <laughs> shout out to you for that old uh, meme that you made over the summer, the women in crypto and you took or in Bitcoin. Jesus, it's twice. I've been have too many beers and it's too late um uh but uh that if you guys remember that picture she made where she took all the like 
Bitcoin men like Stefan Levera and um, Peter McCormick and and uh, Preston and everybody and made female versions of them. I think that was what birthed her uh, her memeing career. Um, but anyways, uh, to wrap up, I'll get uh, I won't keep rambling for too long. But uh, so I had this um, I had this uh, idea of or this thought because I've been you know going go to birthday parties when you have kids if you're somebody that has kids you end up going to birthday parties you know and you just be the parent that sits there and watch them do whatever um in Chuck E. Cheese if I don't know if you're outside the states I don't know if Chuck E. Cheese exists because I'm a dumb American so I don't know um but Chuck E. Cheese is basically like the type of place that has like arcade games and all these things in there where you you know back in the day you used tokens to insert them and then you'd win tickets to get your um to get the a prize or whatever and i thought i was like thinking about how much more suited for bitcoin i would have been if i would have saved my tickets back in the day at chuck e cheese because um you know i was the i was what is it low time preference or high time preference high time preference mean i don't know i'm this is how stupid i am i'm such an idiot um so i know i'll say the disclaimer that this isn't financial advice but if you're taking advice from me then uh, that's a bigger problem um, i'm literally just using this as an opportunity to talk and get ideas out of my head so that uh you know i don't have to bore my wife with the bitcoin thoughts i have um because she's like okay fine whatever just do it um and uh yeah and also just blowing some steam off because uh, it's you know almost one o'clock in the morning and I've been working. Um, so, anyways, uh, so yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, uh, whatever time preference it was, if you wanted short-term reward and didn't want delayed gratification, um, this would happen all the time when I was a kid. Go to Chuck E. Cheese and I would get tickets, and it would be like a little clump of tickets. And you could get like a stupid little like uh, uh, like a little bouncy ball and like a small little plastic thing that you literally knew by the, like by the time you got home, you were already like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever acquired in my life. Why did I why did I get these things? Whereas they had like the really, really cool prizes up top for a ton of tickets. And my cousin he saved he saved his ticket so it's like every time we were ever at chuck e cheese like everybody'd go up to the prize counter at the end and he'd just sit there and wait and um save up his tickets i don't even know what he ever got so steve next time i see you i'm gonna have to ask you what you ended up getting because i mean he saved them forever and and uh, you think about that you know and i see that happen nowadays where Cause I mean, I would, I would get these stupid things and literally in the car, I can remember the one time in the car, leaving Chuck E. Cheese going, why did I get this? Like this, this gives me no satisfaction whatsoever. Um, and, and yeah, it just becomes junk. It becomes plastic garbage that you just throw away or, you know, ends up in uh, the bottom of the toy bin. And then, you know, 10 years later, whenever you have moved out and you're, taking stuff out and you're in your own house and you go, Oh my God, what the hell is this thing? And you just throw it away or it maybe, I don't know. I probably still in some of the boxes we haven't unpacked in our new house. I probably still have some junk from Chuck E. Cheese that I got years ago. 
um so yeah so i mean i i think that's something that you know bitcoin i would have been so much better prepared for bitcoin and probably would have jumped on bitcoin back in 2012 or 13 when i first heard about it um but everybody says that uh, because everybody's like, I would have got in and I would have held mine forever. I would have never turned into a shit cleaner. Um, and I, I'm actually glad that I didn't get in until the 2020. Um, I mean, it was a great time because it was the you know spring of 2020. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm like constantly like kind of scared of the thought. Like I would have been, would I have turned into a shit cleaner? Like, I don't think I would have. But I would have definitely, no, I wouldn't have turned into a shit cleaner. But I, I think I look back and I worry, where would I have landed on the on the block size battles? I don't know. Um, I think, it, I guess it depends on how new to Bitcoin I would have been. Because if you're pretty new and you hear the block size argument for like faster payments, yada, yada, um, and at that time, I don't know how much people knew about Lightning, the Lightning Network. So I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe I would have fallen for that crap and then gotten entrenched and been stubborn. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just I'm glad I got in when I got in and and uh, and went down the right path um, and, and figured it out uh, and realized that Bitcoin is uh, is really the only thing um so yeah and by the way um i mean obviously if you're still listening to this um and obviously you are moderately entertained or you've fallen asleep uh, whatever um but uh yeah i i'm not trying to uh do these to like you know boost myself i'm literally just doing these rambling ones because i have thoughts on my brain and i need to word vomit them out Otherwise, I will explode, um, and uh, it's the end of a long week, and uh, sitting here with a beer, and it sounds better than going on spaces right now and, and hearing all the chatter there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you guys like these, I, I've done a couple of these. I mean, one was about the baby, so that was a little more personal, but I uh, did one like a couple, and you guys still listened. So, I mean, I was like kind of nervous that first time. I was like, I'm just going to do this, see what happens, and, and throw an episode out there of me just talking and bullshitting and talking shit and saying whatever comes to my stupid, smooth brain. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll see. Maybe I'll do some more of these. Um, uh, we have some sponsors that are talking to us, so I might need to do more. Um, and I like it. Uh, but the real reason, honestly, and you guys could probably appreciate this is that, um, you know, I don't, I like, I like doing the interviews, but I want to do interviews with people that aren't interviews other people have done. If that makes sense. You know, we're like, like if I interview somebody that has been on like a handful of other podcasts, cause there's going to be overlap, you know, there's only so many of us. Um, the there's only so many of us and um, you know there's gonna be overlap so I do I really try to not have the same interview and the same conversation because I am fully aware that if you listen to me you probably listen to 
Princey, you probably listen to Preston, you probably listen to Peter McCormick. I mean, I'm the bottom of the barrel. So if you're listening to me, then you must listen to everybody else um, and be desperate for con- uh, content. Um, I kid, I kid. You guys are, are great. And I'm actually shocked and stunned that people listen. Um, so thank you to all of you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just don't want to do the same interviews, you know, like, like uh, I've wanted to interview, I, I've thought about interviewing Susie um, and uh, I saw she just went on Princey's podcast and I'm like, you know, I'll give it some months and get her on and, and maybe have, you know, have a conversation about different stuff. Like, I don't want it to be the same thing. Cause it's like for you guys, you're gonna be like, what the hell are you doing? Like I do literally the same questions over and over again. Um same thing if i can ever get jason lowry the um the spooktacular uh <laughs> a kid sort of um uh the spooktacular uh, uh space force engineer um who burst onto the scene and uh, uh i wanted to talk to him but like you know he was he made the rounds on different podcasts and uh and if I had gotten him on first before he went on any others, then sure, maybe I would have asked like the standard questions. But um, but no, I just thought I would uh, I would have him come on and uh, you know talk to him about what it was like to get absolutely roasted on Bitcoin Twitter. I mean, he got scorched the moment he came on. It was like boom, like within hours, he had like. 20,000 followers and then people were calling him a spook and it was just holy crap um so uh yeah just i'd be asking those kind of questions and and if you guys are entertaining entertained by those things you know maybe i'll steer in that direction a little bit more so that if it's somebody that's been on other podcasts i'll start asking them uh like more less serious questions um you know we'll get into the depths of bitcoin and stuff and then at the same time i'm still i'm lining up an interview to get so i want to talk to somebody about what the unraveling would be like uh if they raised rates on mortgages and and uh the house values uh fell i'm, I'm really curious like what what would be the ripple effect there how would that unwind on the economy um so yeah i don't know uh you I'm, I don't want to do the same interviews over and over and over again. I want the interviews to produce new information um, that you have not heard here or on other podcasts. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I, I will keep doing the interviews um, and finding the good ones. But do this because what the hell? Um, I think I'm just a pleb that's sitting here drinking a beer trying to understand the world and uh trying to encourage you to just stack sats stay humble buy some more bitcoin and uh you know uh hold on to it tight put it in cold storage so nobody can touch it don't keep it on the exchanges um yeah so anyways uh, i think that's enough from me uh and i'll probably talk sports too and you guys probably I, I'm nothing crazy about sports but um i really there's got to be some uh some tie-ins here with different sports teams i want to start i want to own a sports team like peter mccormick but i'm not going to own a soccer team because soccer is the most boring sport in the world and i have a theory about that i'll just say the theory quickly my theory is that um soccer was invented and traveled around the world to all the countries that's popular and now 
Um, so they didn't know any better. They were like, oh, this is great. This is really fun. Um, and then America invented all the really cool and fun sports that are actually entertaining where things actually happen. God, if you're not an American, you're probably like, you ignorant son of a bitch. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a kid, a kid. But, um, you know, uh, we made all the interesting, fun sports. So why would we like soccer? Because, uh, yeah, that's, that's so that's so 1800s, you know. Um, although I have been to, I mean, I, I might have mentioned this before, but one of my best friends in the world, uh, Billy, he is over in Switzerland. He's born and raised in Switzerland and then uh, came over here for college for basketball. And um uh yeah billy i don't even know you might be a listener because he texts me about bitcoin occasionally um but uh yeah we went to a football match uh in switzerland went to some european football matches uh and i gotta admit it was pretty awesome it was fun i still wish more stuff happened on the field um but uh, the crowd energy was great that that part that's awesome. That was worth it. Um, and we went to an away game uh, in the other team's uh, city and had to, and then I think it was the championship game. I forget because I, I don't even know how it works over there because they have like five different leagues and you like sort of win the championship, but you don't win the championship. Like just make it simple. That's what it is. Americans went simple. We went the Super Bowl. Okay, this is the Super Bowl. This is the most important. Whoever wins is the best, um, which is what happens because in the Super Bowl, they come out and they say where um, American football is literally only really played here and paid attention to here and a little bit in Canada. And then the, the NFL football teams win the Super Bowl and they say, we're the world champs. And I'm like, uh, nobody gives a shit. Like They, they don't care. They don't. Um, England does not care about who is the world champ of American football anyways. Um, but uh, we were, yeah, we were the like championship. It was in the other team's city. Um, and we had to take the jerseys off uh, when we were leaving the stadium. Cause the cops were like, there's nothing I can do for you. Um, you probably don't want to wear that Jersey walking around the streets here. Um, so yeah, that, uh, you know, I don't, I'll, I'll hate on, I'll hate on the European soccer, but, uh, you know, I, I won't, I don't actually mean it completely. Um, but anyways, so that's enough fence sitting for me for the night. I hope I made you all happy and didn't make anyone mad. Um, I'm kidding. I don't give a shit. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, I think that does it for me. Uh, I haven't checked, but if you guys want to send emails or something, ask me stupid questions, I will address them in this uh, podcast. It's Bitcoin made simple podcast at gmail.com just send it there if i ever see one pop through i will address it and it could literally be about anything and i'll i'll come up with some stupid response so all right guys i'll uh check uh catch in i'll check like next week let's try to do this again next week same time same place let's meet back here bye